Chapter 3 Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. Pain nourishes courage. You can't be brave if you've only had wonderful things happen to you. Mary Tyler Moore I'm not an actress who can create a character. I play me. Mary Tyler Moore in 1969, Moore and Tinker formed their own production company, which he named MTM Enterprises, much like a man might name a boat after his wife. After the special with Van Dyke, Moore remembered, CBS called up shortly after they saw the final cut version, and they said, We think you should have your own situation comedy. What do you think? And I had just recently been married to Grant Tinker, who was very talented and had a lot of good ideas, and he said, Well... Let's do it with our own production company. The company would go on to play a significant role in the entertainment industry during the 1970s and 80s, and would later add a record label, MTM Records. Its iconic symbol, a meowing kitty cat, came about almost by accident, as Moore later recalled. Nobody can remember specifically who it was, but we were all in a room talking about the show. Titles came up. Somebody said, MTM sounds like MGM, doesn't it? Then somebody said, Maybe we should use a lion. No, you can't steal the lion from MGM. Maybe we could have a little orange cat. That's how it evolved. But who knows who said it. Meanwhile, in the fall of 1970, the Mary Tyler Moore Show premiered on television screens across America, opening with a theme song and image of an optimistic young woman throwing her hat in the air in the middle of a busy city street. Both the song and the image would become as iconic in American culture as Van Dyke's tripping over the Ottoman had been for the Dick Van Dyke show. But that opening scene came about almost accidentally. When Moore was later asked about the hat toss, she explained, It was a hat that my aunt had given me for Christmas, and I brought it with me because they said, Be sure and dress warm. It's going to be freezing in Minneapolis. So, I forget which writer it was, but we were all outside and he said, you know what would be good if you take that hat, the beret, and throw it in the air? The opening shots became famous, but the entire show was nearly canceled before it ever started. According to Moore, they didn't like it at all. They thought it was too sunshiny and they didn't like Ed Asner. He was too Jewish. They didn't like Rhoda, because she certainly was Jewish. There were all kinds of problems with it. It tested lower than any series' first episode in history. Jim and Alan decided to rethink a few little things in it. For example, in order to help the audience not be so afraid of Rhoda, they had Cloris Leachman's daughter, Bess, become an obvious pal of Rhoda. Gee, Aunt Rhoda, can I come over and weed with you tonight? That kind of thing. What else did they do? They made Ted Baxter a little more goofy, so that you could really see that he was a buffoon. I don't remember really very much else that changed. Moore played Mary Richards, the assistant producer of a local news show in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and she settled into her own particular take on the traditional role of the straight man in a comedy series, that of representing how a normal person might feel when caught up in completely abnormal situations. She asserted that when it came to how her character developed over time. I think I can take responsibility for that in that I was the audience. I was the voice of sanity around whom all these crazies did their dance and I reacted in the same way that a member of the audience would have reacted. That's what the audience was feeling, too, as they watched the show and as they watch it now. And overriding all of that is the way it was written. It was written honestly. 
There was never any manufactured laugh. There was never compromising of character.